This is Diane Horn, your host on the sustainability segment of Mind Over Matters on KEXP Seattle 90.3 FM by mobile app and on the web at kexp.org. My guest today is Becca Monteleone, chair of the Sierra Club Seattle Group. Becca is here to tell us about the Move All Seattle Sustainably Coalition and their recommendations to improve transportation for Seattle pedestrians, bicyclists, and transit riders. Welcome, Becca. Thank you. Why did the Move All Seattle Sustainably Coalition form? What is your purpose? We started joining together because earlier in the year, pretty early on, we started to have like a growing unease about some stalled projects, just the lack of funding priorities for projects that support walking, biking, and transit mostly. For example, the Center City Connector streetcar project, that was definitely stalled. At one point, we didn't know if the mayor was going to continue with that. There were changes to basic bike network, including 4th Avenue bike lane. So I'm hearing about that pushed out all the way to 2021. The level of sidewalk funding that we have in the city is pretty inadequate for meeting people's basic needs on the street. And it would take, I think the estimate is, it would take 300 years at current funding level for those just the top tier sidewalk projects. And then the mayor's climate plan that was released, instead of talking more about some of the transportation solutions that we might want to see, it focused a lot on electric vehicles, which is certainly an important thing to support. But we thought that It needed to have a little bit more in there about the main thing that Seattleites can do that impacts greenhouse gas emissions is our transportation. And so that means walking, biking, transit. And so it has to be one of our big focuses when we're looking at combating climate change. And there were some other things that happened recently. You know, the IPCC report just came out. It was a really stark picture of what's going to be happening if we don't get very aggressive with changing our carbon footprint that we have. As a city, we have a Vision Zero, a commitment, which means that we want zero traffic fatalities and serious injuries by 2030. We also have something coming up called the Period of Maximum Constraint, which is basically, you know, the viaduct coming down, the convention center project, and many other smaller projects that are all going to come together to put a huge strain on our transportation network downtown. And so I just think all of those things coming together, we knew that we would have to make a bigger change in the transportation network than what we were seeing. So we decided to come together and to advocate as a group instead of our various single organizations or just as people. Who is involved in the Move All Seattle Sustainably Coalition? We're a coalition of groups and some individuals. I'm from Sierra Club Seattle Group, Cascade Bicycle Club, 350 Seattle, Seattle Subway, Transit Writers Union, The Urbanist Blog, Seattle Transit Blog, Seattle Neighborhood Greenways, 500 Women Scientists. Those were all of the people who signed an initial letter that we sent to the mayor and city council. And then we are also talking with other people that are interested in these same issues as well. What are you recommending to help Seattle pedestrians? So I think the important thing to think about when we're talking about what can make the city better for pedestrians, 
we're looking at both safety and also just what makes it easier and convenient to walk. And sometimes they're the same thing. So how are you going to make a street safer for a pedestrian? If you have sidewalks, that's a really obvious one. If intersections are designed so you don't have to push the button, people call pedestrian signals a beg button. So if you have to push the button before you go across the street, then that's not easy. Like maybe you should just turn for you. And so, yeah, there are a lot of things you can do just to make it easier to walk in the city. So for Seattle pedestrians, you know, the letter that we sent to city council is a pretty long one. So there are a few different things. I already mentioned funding for sidewalks. And so that would be just one of the asks is to ramp up the pace of sidewalk construction. And another one would be fixing Rainier Avenue. And of course, a lot of these projects would be beneficial for multiple, you know, people walking, people biking, people taking transit. But Rainier especially is one of our unsafe corridors in the entire city. And so continuing forward with the Rainier Avenue Safety Corridor Project, there's also some other multimodal corridor projects. I would encourage people to look at the entire letter because it's a long list and I'm not going to mention everything. But one thing that I did want to mention was we'll be advocating for changing how currently the city is recommending to use adaptive signal technology So not to get too in the weeds, but it's basically technology that monitors the car traffic and allows more cars to go through at periods of time when it's really busy. And what that ends up doing for pedestrians is actually really negative. And NACTO, which is the North American Transportation City officials, they recommend to only use adaptive signal technology in suburban areas. And so you know, using it in the middle of Seattle doesn't really make a lot of sense to us. And it also creates a situation where if pedestrians have to wait too long, you're going to see more people taking risky chances and trying to cross the street because they're frustrated. So that would be one more thing I'd mention for pedestrians. What are your recommendations to help people who are bicycling? I think for biking, again, making the city safer for people who are biking. And it's not just spandex crowd, riders of all ages and abilities, making sure that we have biking infrastructure that people really feel safe when they're in it. And so that means you're going to be protected or separated from traffic. And then, you know, you're also separated from pedestrians as well. And so ensuring that there's connectivity in a network of protected bike lanes, especially in the core downtown area, but then also in neighborhoods too. So for people who are bicycling, one of the most important bigger items would be investing in the basic bike network. So, you know, those are all specific routes. I mentioned earlier that's one of the things that it looked like was maybe not being implemented at the rate that we would want it to be. The missing link of the Burke-Gilman Trail is another high-profile thing, and that is just one part of bike network that I would point out. East Lake Avenue protected bike lanes would be another project that we wanted to highlight just because it's such an important connection between downtown and the northeast part of the city. So being able to make biking a safer connection there is one of the asks as well. So implementing specifically protected bike lanes, which are, for folks who don't know, there's several different kinds of bike lanes that you can get. 
and protected bike lanes where you have separation from car traffic and from pedestrians are the best experience for riders of all ages and abilities. So that would be one ask for that area of the town. I'm Diane Horn, and my guest is Rebecca Monteleone, chair of the Sierra Club Seattle Group. Our topic is the Move All Seattle Sustainably Coalition and their recommendations to improve transportation for Seattle pedestrians, bicyclists, and transit riders. And you are tuned to the sustainability segment of Mind Over Matters on listener-powered KEXP, 90.3 FM by mobile app, and on the web at kexp.org. What are your recommendations for helping to promote transit? For transit, I think the most important thing, or at least one of the most important things we can do, is make sure that we're prioritizing buses in the city over car traffic. If you have a bus that's going to be holding however many people, the one I was in was extremely packed coming here. So how can you prioritize buses? And so again, sometimes it's paint and other tools so we can make sure that even if there is traffic, that buses are still going to be effective and quick. So for transit, we have a few things for the Rainier Avenue corridor. We kind of already talked about making it safer through traffic safety, but there's also our ask would be to prioritize bus lanes on Rainier Avenue ahead of the rapid ride upgrades that are going to happen there. There are other rapid ride projects that we pointed out as You know, if things are going to be delayed, then what can we do in the meantime to move forward in getting better transit? So 23rd and 24th Avenue in the Central District is one area. And I would want to make sure to point out that some of these changes, we're just talking about paint on the road. And there may be planning that has to be done. But in terms of a budget ask, it's not always a big ask. So it's just a decision, a leadership decision to move forward. And how about your recommendations to help people get to, from, and through downtown? We have a few, some of which we've already talked about. And I think the biggest thing people should be thinking about is what is most effective for moving people and goods. And so getting people biking and walking and taking transit, you know, those are the things that are going to help get us through this period of time. You know, allowing more vehicles is just not going to be the answer. There's not enough space. It's not an ideological question. It's we don't have enough space on our city streets for a bunch of cars. So building the basic bike network throughout downtown is one of the top ones. So one of the things we were concerned about early on this year was we thought maybe the mayor was not going to extend the Third Avenue bus lanes to be restricted all day long. So that's happening now. And so We are recommending that those bus-only lanes actually are extended through Belltown. I actually took the bus from downtown to get here, and it's very clear that making those bus-only lanes is going to be pretty important. There's also First Avenue transit lanes. So the Center City Connector will dedicate transit lanes through some of the congested stretches of First Avenue. And I think the plan, if it was on time, was to do the initial construction for the center city streetcar, and then during this period of maximum constraint to actually open that up for vehicle use and then put the center city connector in. And so that's something that's going to help us during that time. And I wanted to give a shout out to, as we're doing all these projects, that looking at the equity 
ramifications is really important. And so one of the things that we pointed out in our letter to city council and mayor is to ensure transportation equity. One thing that would be recommended would be to work with advocates, King County and Metro, to basically advance work on affordable fare programs for low and no income riders. And so making sure that the people who maybe most need to use the bus are able to do that. And there's not a cost barrier. And there are also, you know, some planning things that can happen to make sure that we're looking at things through an equity lens. Obviously, some of the projects are, you know, like the Rainier Avenue corridor or the Del Ridge multimodal corridor. We want to advocate for completing those projects as soon as possible. So how much are your recommendations likely to cost? You mentioned that painting bus lanes probably wouldn't be that bad, but looking overall, what does the cost look like? So some things do have specific price tags. We wanted to make sure and point out places where we're really just looking for a leadership decision. And so a lot of it is what prioritization are certain projects going to have. And so, again, the concern that we had earlier on in the year as we were watching projects come up and then get pushed out is that, yeah, they said, you know, we're still maybe going to do them, but it's just the timeline that is happening is, A, we want it to happen as soon as possible, but also if all of these projects for biking, walking, and transit are not going to happen before the period of maximum constraint, then, you know, you're just setting yourself up for failure. So some things that are leadership decisions are, you know, when are we going to fix Rainier Avenue for um, sidewalk funding level? That's absolutely, a, you know, it's, it's a leadership decision. Obviously, we're talking about sidewalk funding. And so there needs to be a budget fix that happens in conjunction with that. I already mentioned the Burke Gimlin Trail. That's has been a hot button issue for a really long time. So when are we going to move forward in building that? That is, at this point, only a leadership ask because I believe that the funding is secure. Another leadership ask would be for you know some of the multimodal corridor projects to move forward on those. So yeah, a lot of it is just, okay, so we have the plans and when are we going to move forward and actually building some of this stuff? I mentioned bus lanes. Bus lanes are another thing that... If the construction is mostly around painting the street, then some of those projects can be easier wins. And I would say most things around that are not specifically project-based that would support equity, those are also leadership asks. And things have moved forward on that front in the last few months, and so that's really good to see that the Department of Transportation, they're paying attention to how equity and transportation are interconnected and what they can do to make sure that the transportation system that we have is more equitable for more people. You are tuned to the sustainability segment of Mind Over Matters on KEXP Seattle 90.3 FM by mobile app and on the web at kexp.org. I'm Diane Horn, and my guest is Becca Monteleone, chair of the Sierra Club Seattle Group. Our topic is the Move All Seattle Sustainably Coalition and their recommendation to improve transportation for Seattle pedestrians, bicyclists, and transit riders. What kind of response are you getting from the city to your recommendations that you've presented in your letter? 
So we've gotten, I would say, a very good response. We were able to meet with the mayor's office. We met with city council members. We received a response to the letter from the mayor's office. And I think it's just very positive to have an ongoing conversation about the details of the projects. And that is all really helpful. And since the letter itself was budget-related for those asks, the city council is going through their budget process right now, and so we'll be paying attention to the ins and outs of that process. We went and testified at the public hearing, and we'll be following up on the specific asks that we've made. So do you feel it's positive and that there's not resistance to your suggestions? Um, Yeah, I would say so. And I would say that the mayor's office has said that they are very committed to especially combating climate change. There's the Bloomberg funding that they received that is going to work on funding a study for congestion pricing. And that was something that happened, a suggestion from the mayor's office earlier on in the administration that I was really happy to hear if we went forward with congestion pricing, we would be the first city in the nation. And that's definitely a leadership opportunity. And so one of the things we'll do as a coalition is follow that process and support it in whatever way that we can. What additional steps are you taking to see that your recommendations are enacted? Yeah, so after the budget process, our plan is to continue to proactively suggest improvements that'll have the most impact on mobility and climate and safety. And, you know, it was a long list of things that we, I've mentioned several projects, but it's a long list and not all of them are just budget related. And there are projects that are going to be ongoing for a while, especially, you know, supporting the multimodal corridor projects is really important for transit long-term We'll be following through on commitments on safety, especially for people who walk and bike. And we'll be supporting congestion pricing, following Center City Streetcar Project. I mean, I think there's a lot happening in Seattle right now. So there's a lot of projects and a lot of things, especially, you know, now that we've formed as a coalition and we're having conversations with elected officials And there seems to be more of a spotlight on this than there was at the beginning of the administration. And so I think that's all really positive. So we're just looking forward to being able to advocate more strongly for all these projects. What do you think the city of Seattle is doing right in regard to walking, bicycling, and transit so far? Well, I think one very positive thing is we have many, many plans. (laughs) So you know, obviously it's better to have completed projects, but we really have the roadmap, quotation marks. We have a pedestrian master plan. We have a transit master plan. We have a bike master plan. We have guidance for all these projects and how to prioritize them. And so, you know, it's not like there's a shortage of things that we know we need to do. I think it's just a matter of, of reprioritizing based on the climate crisis Based on the period of maximum constraint, we're in a situation where it's very clear to a lot of us that emphasizing walking, biking, and transit is going to be the solution for those things. So there's not that additional planning or decision work to make. It's really just taking what we already know 
and doing whatever we can to make sure that these things happen as soon as they can. For the IPCC report, they gave a time span of 12 years. So this is just the first year of the mayor's administration. There's time to be able to prioritize all these projects and to really stand out as a leader. We have other cities that are doing some really important things, but I feel, and I think a lot of people in Seattle feel like we have to be and should be one of the one of the leaders in the nation on this stuff. What do you think is most standing in the way of promoting walking, bicycling, and transit and having projects done more quickly? You know, I think a lot of people are tempted to say, oh, it's the budget. We don't have enough money for all these things. But I kind of don't think that that's necessarily true. It's really all about priorities. I think it's hard to balance priorities regardless. I mean, you have people contacting you from neighborhoods that can be very angry. And they're talking about specific projects that they don't want in their neighborhoods. You know, you have a lot of special interests, and we are one of those. We're saying this is what you need to prioritize. And on the money front, I mean, I think we've gotten a lot more support from levies in the past, levies that have increased, moved Seattle. But I think it still is just a question of how are you going to prioritize the funding that you do have? And with so many different people asking different things of you. And so I think the challenge really is just prioritization. How can listeners get involved? One of the easiest ways to get involved is, you know, if there's one of the organizations that you already have heard of, to visit their website, contact their people. So again, that's 350 Seattle, Sierra Club, Seattle Subway. You know, some people are focusing on transit. Seattle Neighborhood Greenways is really focused on safe streets for all people. Some people have a climate focus. Some people are more, you know, safety. So for the organizations that are involved, I would make sure to reach out to them. I know that we will be will be on Twitter soon, and sometime soon we will likely have a website as well. And so there's definitely ways to get a hold of us. I would just say stay tuned and use your Google. Well, what's the message you'd like to leave our listeners with? I think the main message really is just as we're looking at prioritizing safety, prioritizing the ways we're going to combat climate change, as we're figuring out how we're going to get past this period of maximum constraint to know that emphasizing walking, biking, and transit is really going to be the way to go. And, you know, I think the job is to make it as easy as possible for people to use those modes of transportation. And so as you're following news about different projects, it really does make a huge difference for elected officials to receive either phone calls or emails written from people about whatever project it is. And so I would definitely encourage people to write in, let your elected officials know that this is something you support. And that would be my main ask for people. Well, thanks so much for being here. Thank you very much for having me. You were just listening to Becca Montiliani, chair of the Sierra Club Seattle Group and a member of the Move All Seattle Sustainably Coalition. To contact the coalition, email moveallseattlesustainably at gmail.com. Again, that's moveallseattlesustainably at gmail.com.
Sustainability Segment interviews are available as podcasts, along with KEXP's music podcasts. Go to the podcast section of KEXP's website at kexp.org. I'm Diane Horn. Thanks for listening on listener-powered 90.3 FM by mobile app and at kexp.org.